Coming to you live from inside Morty's bedroom. We really should have not. This is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Oh, that those teenage boys, especially when they have a computer in their room, they could be doing anything, Brandon. Anything. They, I mean, just, just got to be careful. You know, just, one of the things I pride myself on in life is not ever having been caught masturbating. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think I. Nope. Can't say that I have. No. I'm. Uh, I'm very masturbated. <laughs> I'm very. I'm very particular <clears throat> about the time and place, and I. I like it's. You know, the like lights it, have to be just right. <laughs> like I watch the temperature within a tenth of a degree. Uh, I. I watch Home Alone, Predator. Like any movie where they <laughs> they set traps around, <laughs> so I, I get. Oh, I thought you were saying that's what you use for uh, for material or something. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> those big. Anyway, you, you don't. Yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. <laughs> Welcome to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, if you would like to join the conversation, not necessarily this particular conversation, but the uh, the Rick and Morty conversation at large, there are plenty of ways you can do that. You can hit us up on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod, over on our subreddit, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com, on our website, apatheticenthusiasm.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast, and you can send us an email, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, shirts, merch. Brandon, we have our first uh, bit merch. of merch for the show. Uh, head over to T Public, uh, and if you use the link in our show notes or over on our social media stuff, uh, you can help support this podcast and uh, get a shirt, a sticker, a phone case, a mug, literally anything and everything <laughs> that Public offers, you can get our uh, new graphic uh, on there and uh, help support the show. So yeah. head over to Public and uh, check it out. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, it'll help us. It'll help us make sure that we manage to pay our bills with hosting <laughs> and uh, RSS providers. No. Just somewhat offset the cost of doing the show every week. Um, but yeah, as as we do every week, we're excited to talk about more Rick and Morty, even if the show is not back for its third season. Uh, we are trying to find new and creative ways to talk about the show. And so we're doing something a little bit different on this episode, uh, a little bit experimental. Mm. We're going to do almost like a... Uh, like a DVD commentary yeah. of, of episode one. Yeah, um, that's a good way of saying it. it. I don't know if it's because like MST3K is back and we've been watching that and we just feel like watching, like talking over <laughs> somebody else's creative work. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do that, but we want to get through our other uh, main sections of the show first. And then we're going to put our main thing at the end of the episode. Yeah. So maybe if you're driving in your car or not, ha- you don't have access to the pilot episode of season one, Rick and Morty, uh, you can still listen to most of the episode and then check it out. Uh, when we get to that part and fire up, fire up the show on your own and then play the podcast with it. We'll, we'll see how it works. Yeah. If, if it doesn't work, contact us on all those other uh, <laughs> means and let us know how horrible it was. We are, but, we are going to try and we'll, <laughs> we'll, and we may, may in fact fail, but Hey, why not? Why not give it a why shot? Not? Hey, why not? Uh, and, and, and speaking of why not, it's time for semi pertinent news. Semi pertinent news. Semi pertinent news. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like I like making the transitions that have nothing to do with each other. Uh-huh. Um, 
I don't know. That may become a fixture on the show. <laughs> uh, so semi-pertinent news. Uh, first things first is uh, we were tagged in a tweet um, on, on Twitter. And uh, the tweet was from Will Nevin, uh, who <laughs> – wait, okay. Uh, uh, Brandon, is, Brandon is doing things uh, on camera right now. What? Uh, oh, sorry. What? What's happening? You're still talking, right? Yeah, I, you went away and came back, and you <laughs> you, you freaked me out. So, um, but what I'm saying is, Will Nevin uh, tagged us. He did an interview this week, uh, and it was a roundtable with four artists uh, on the Rick and Morty uh, comics. Mm-hmm. Did uh, Did you get a chance to read that interview? There, there was an interview. Oh <laughs> shit! No. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I got a chance to read it. Uh, it had uh, Miss, Mr. Starks in there, uh, Katie Farina, I believe, and then uh, Katie Farina, mm-hmm. CJ Cannon, uh, Mark Ellerby, yes. and Sarah Grayley. Yeah, so, yeah. Kyle Starks was not in there. We, oh. we talked to Kyle. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle's just in everything. He's just everything we talk about. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he's writing the shit. It's, it's a, it's a. It's a simple, common mistake to think the guy that's writing the comic might be on there. He's an artist too. Yeah. But this was specifically with some of the artists <laughs> for the comics. Uh, but yeah, what was your, what were your thoughts on the interview? Yeah, I I always find it fascinating just to hear and read uh, artists and and how they translate and their their work based off of somebody else's work. Which is in- semi interesting because that's kind of what we do here. S- semi pertinent, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what do you what do you think about it? Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it is a weird. Uh, I mean, challenge, I guess, for for people to uh, to take an existing work and then kind of expand on it. I mean, I don't I don't want to lower it to the means of like fan fiction, but. Um, I mean, because they are doing a supportive thing. And, like, when we talk to Kyle, he talks about how he feels like he's building the world and the universe of Rick and Morty uh, beyond what the show is doing. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's a, a supplement to the show, but it, it continues to uh, kind of dig more into the characters and, and gives an opportunity to maybe focus on characters or themes that are, are maybe hinted at or touched on in the show. Yeah. But then they can, you know, really dig into those things a little bit more. And so f- for that reason, I, I think the comics are a great thing. And the four artists that they have um, doing them, they all bring their own style to it. They all kind of there's there's little differences to how they um, they draw the characters and things like that. But yeah. I think they all still fit into the, uh, you know, overall aesthetic way that the aesthetic exactly yeah i you know with with grayley um on little spoopy superstar like that the way those characters are is is much different um from the main rick and morty comic and they talk they talk a little bit about here in the interview just about like the different types of coloring that they do really the stuff that goes beyond my understanding of (laughs) art uh, I'm not an artist, as you know, Travis. I, 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 I'm I going to dismiss that out of hand. 
you are an artist. You just created a wonderful cartoon, which you can check out, I think, on our YouTube channel uh, and some other places. That's semi-pertinent but... as well. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was sure, going to talk sure. about that. Uh, <laughs> but they talk about coloring and, um, you know, just just the how each one of them brings something unique to it. And I think that's, that's really cool uh, for somebody who was like, primary color is blue, I think plus red that equals a shade of purple in some way shape or form you nailed it you nailed it you could you're you're well on your way to an art degree trust yeah. me i know <laughs> um so so anyway uh one one thing in the uh in the interview that i found somewhat interesting and, and we've talked about comics uh on other podcasts before but they they bring up the the cost of comics, yeah. um, and they talk about some comic books costing as much as like four dollars now an issue, um, or more. I I know some comics uh, are are set at five dollars. So yeah, um, what do you, what do you think about the cost of comics in general? Uh, I mean, are, are you still buying comics on a regular basis? I know I've got a pull list that I'm overdue for picking up, and I'm a little bit afraid to see uh, how much it's going to cost me. No, no, no shit. Uh, I haven't gone to the comic store in like a month and I'm actually going to go today after we record because I have a bunch of Rick and Morty comics to, to pick up in addition to some other random stuff that probably have more old man Logan, which I haven't read. So I use so much old man Logan. I put him back on the so show. So much old man Logan. <laughs> um, for you. But you know, when I when I started collecting was in the mid two thousands with uh, after DC did Identity Crisis and uh, I and then fifty two came out the original fifty two came out and I was like collecting each one of those all the time and then Batman and that those things add up especially if they're they're weekly comics and, absolutely um, and now and now I find myself one not being as interested in the mainstream comics because the the continuity is just all over the place and i just know that they're going to reset a character and like whatever yeah. next year G- right? give it a give it a year or two and they'll they'll be back if they die yeah. or they'll like captain be evil if they were good captain hydra will be captain america again you know yeah, in, they'll figure it. They'll in a year's time uh, but the, uh, on, but other than that the cost of it i think is a little it gets a little prohibitive after a while Especially if my wife's like, uh, can I actually, you know, buy food this week? I'm like, eh, well. Mm, no, we're going to just read about food in the latest edition <laughs> of this comic book. Yes. And also I need more protectors and cardboard backs. Oh, I, I spent last weekend just filling backs into bags so that I had them ready to put comic <laughs> books in them. Nerd. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's true. But uh, they also they also talk just last thing about this. They talk about their new comic coming up, the next storyline, which is going to be a Pocket Morty's storyline. Pocket Hey-o. like you stole it. Oh right. <laughs> that that's what that's what's coming out soon. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. As we all know, we all love so many different Mortys. I love us some some Mortys. Uh, so yeah, so we're we're not gonna uh, steal all the thunder from this interview, thunder. but definitely highly recommend going and checking out the uh, Will Nevins interview uh, with some of the artists from the Rick and Morty comics. Go check that out. Yeah. Great, uh, great job, speak- Will. Great job. We're on, Keep it up. We're on first name basis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, speaking of people that are deriving inspiration from Rick and Morty to create something different or unique, uh, I wanted to highlight a, an individual 
whose uh, YouTube channel is called Up Is Not Jump. Uh, his videos, I think, have shown up on both our subreddit. Uh, we've seen them on Twitter quite a bit. But what this guy is doing is he is making videos using Fallout 4, the video game, as his platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's spending a lot of time recreating episodes and scenes from Rick and Morty using Fallout 4 characters, uh, which is pretty interesting. I, I don't know. Did you get a chance to, to watch any of these videos I, yet? I'm going to put you on the spot. I, no, I, I didn't. The, the, the remake that I saw was... Uh, in Grand Theft Auto Five, <laughs> where they're driving, driving <laughs> the spaceship around. Um, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see it. But I thought, uh, what was I going to say? I just, I just thought it's it's so damn impressive, and it reminds me how talented people are and how much time people have in order to do awesome <laughs> stuff Absolutely. like this. You know, like I sometimes feel like, yeah, we, we throw together 30, 40 minutes a week to put out one of these episodes, plus any time during the week, uh, you know, collecting information and, and looking stuff up. But uh, there are people that spend hours and mm -hmm. days and weeks to put together, you know, shot for shot remakes of the show in a not necessarily a very intuitive format, not necessarily a way that is easy to manipulate. Uh, so if you haven't haven't checked out Up Is Not Jumps uh, remakes of Rick and Morty, highly recommend going and check those out. Yeah, uh, he, he's got he's got I think he's got a like a, a full episode, a couple of full episodes or something. Jesus man, or, or um, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Like it's it's broken up to, into multiple parts, but uh, uh, and it's also really funny because you're limited with the character models yeah. in Fallout Four. So he, the creative choices that they're making to. Uh, to create some of the characters it's it's pretty awesome so yeah i definitely recommend going and check out uh, that youtube channel well. Abs absolutely i can tell you i spent five hours on my shitty 30 second <laughs> uh, cartoon <laughs> uh in yeah this guy right on right the hell on uh the, la go. the last the last little bit of semi-pertinent news this was in the subreddit and i've seen it a few different other places uh, there is an article, Rick and Morty is incredibly depressing and doesn't deserve its popularity, by a Philip Bunn over at The Federalist. You, I'm not sure that you got a chance to read this article, and that's okay, Travis. You don't really need to, but it's basically this this gentleman, Philip Bunn, everyone's been telling him, hey, you need to watch Rick and Morty, it's such a, such a genius show, it's such a great show. And this article is him basically saying, eh, I, I checked it out. It's not a good show. It's actually really depressing, and there's no point to its nar uh, nihilism. Uh, that's all I really have for the... the, <laughs> you're, the just, you're just putting Philip Bunn on blast here on the podcast. I, I, um, I appreciate what, his... Did he, did he back it up with any, uh, he, with any reasons why? It was, it, it, was pretty, it was pretty anecdotal, just from his... I mean, if somebody doesn't like the show, I, I get it, and I I can appreciate that. He wrote a they're they're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he wrote a fairly long article, and I I can see where he's coming from. I can appreciate his opinion, um, but I, I think he's he's missing out. He talks a little bit about how some of the the sparks of emotion that come from the show don't last into the next episode necessarily. And he, I, th I think that's accurate. He finds that but, uh, a bit of a problem. Yeah, I don't know. I think with Rick and Morty, and just in terms of of that point that you bring up, there there are uh, times of sincerity, especially in the relationship between Rick and Morty, uh, where you can see there is a genuine 
um, caring from from our Rick's point of view for his Morty. Uh, but it, it, it almost uh, is, is counter to the, the typical theme of the show and how their uh, relationship works. So if, yeah, every episode they just became closer and closer until they were best bud, you know, <laughs> right. grandpa and grandson, like the the characters themselves would not maintain who they are, I think for the show. And, and it's something that the, I think the creators have to wrestle with where they get the characters into certain situations. And in order for them to continue to make the show the same way or, or sort of go on the same uh, adventures, they have to, they have to remove certain things. And so we can't, we can't keep Rick in jail all season three, right? We have to find a way to get him out quickly and reset the show so that yeah maybe Jerry's gone or maybe maybe a couple of things are different yeah. but for the most part everything is reset and ready to carry on in uh, the the way it has in the first two seasons. Yeah, I I think that's exactly right. We can't have a Rick and Morty just being so lovey-dovey towards each other because then you have a doofus People Rick. Let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> what do birds son? Wait, is that that's Shipping. That might be we're shipping. That might, we're shipping. We're Rick shipping and Rick and Morty. We shouldn't do that. We definitely shouldn't do that. Uh, well, typically this is the. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This is the point where we would get into the main thing, and I'd make Brandon sing something. But before we do, uh, because our main thing is going to get into uh, our DVD commentary sort of thing, uh, let's quickly get through some listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, and the first one comes from the subreddit, and it's sort of a reverse short out. Yeah, and I don't know. Like they were sh- they were shorting us out <laughs> on on our subreddit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this is Reddit user Survivor Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm assuming Sarah is a female. Uh, she she uh, had a post on the subreddit uh, that basically just said, "Quick short out. Uh, thanks for the show." She talked about. Um, how she's enjoying it and and thanks for the content. Uh, but then it spurred on in the comments, uh, after us, uh, thanking her for the support and for listening. Uh, it was another user King Kilter mm-hmm. who opened up the conversation a little bit about episode recaps and additional content. Um, Brandon, do you want to talk for a second sort of about our history with movie reviews, episode reviews, and, <laughs> uh, just sort of, cause this is, I mean, for those of you that are maybe new to Rick and Morty or this, this podcast, uh, this is not our first podcast. We've been doing apathetic enthusiasm for a little over two, uh, pushing almost three years now. Yeah, hot <laughs> and shoot, uh, well, yeah, that's crazy to think about <laughs> uh, for a second. Um, but we did a lot of movie reviews on there, and we've done a lot of uh, Netflix rewatches, all kinds of crazy stuff. And so our opinion about uh, reviewing episodes and things like that has sort of shifted over time. Yeah. Uh, and and plus, you do submit it for your approval which is literally every episode of the podcast is an episode of the twilight zone. So right. you're, you're kind of, what, what are your thoughts on, on doing those sorts of recaps? Uh, so we'll, we'll start off with, I'll start with the twilight zone one, which is, you know, I bring a, a different guest on for every show so we can, uh, for every episode of the original 156 episodes of the twilight zone. And so I can, I can have the guest talk about the episode without necessarily, going through like a beat by beat synopsis of the show. And I, and I've received feedback about like the earlier episodes of the submitted for your approval where people will be like, your, your synopsis goes on for a really, really long time, 
don't do that. Just get into this discussion of it, this discussion about it. Uh, with apathetic enthusiasm, we were doing Netflix rewatches. We do like Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we do RoboCop, or we we do all these things. <laughs> Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 some normal movies too on occasion. But. And and we felt oftentimes when we were getting into it, maybe this is a, a laziness thing. I'm not sure where we were. We weren't like there weren't there was nothing interesting that we were saying. We were basically just repeating the movie. We were just talking about what happened in the movie and not <laughs> getting deep into any of why they did it or or what our thoughts were about certain things. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah. We, so so I think we need to find and and this is um, sort of what the discussion went on in uh, the subreddit was. We need to find a balance. We need to, we need to find a happy medium and and. Uh, for those of you that have listened to our recap of season three, episode one, thank you so much. There, there are a lot of you that have been doing that, and we we really appreciate it. And uh, by all means, as season three progresses, the reason we made this podcast is to discuss the episodes as they come out, and uh, and kind of ha- continue that conversation with you guys throughout the week. Uh, so we just want to make sure that we're doing it right, that we're not just uh, doing a, a synopsis of the whole show and, and sort of rehashing. Uh, what you already watched, uh, but we also don't want to skim over all of that and only talk about our thoughts on what what took place. So yeah, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna try to do that, and depending on how much time is between now and the rest of season three, uh, we will continue to try and maybe find a few episodes where we can do that, and um, maybe maybe some of the highlights. And then once season three is over and we have nothing else to do. I'm sure we can go through all of season one and two. Yes, and uh, and hit every episode. So, Absolutely, yeah. tra- tra- Tarbus. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into the actual main thing, uh, one last short out, and that's thank you, so lucid, our friend Kevin so lucid. on sub subreddit. He was the first person to snag a, a t-shirt, an extra large, an extra large <laughs> t-shirt. Thank you, so lucid. You're you're awesome and. Uh, because I, of you, I don't we made... like how you assume it's an extra large. No, no, I I don't assume. I actually looked. It says what <laughs> kind of shirt. Anyways, we're shorting you out, <laughs> Salucid. Uh, great to see you. Hope to see you in Colorado someday. Then we'll go disc golfing because that's what we do. Okay. High high five, Salucid. All right, it is now time, ladies and gentlemen, for our somewhat experimental main thing. Main thing, main thing. That's all. That that's why I went out of camera so I can grab the. <laughs> you went and grabbed the banjo. <laughs> I, it was so worth it, Brandon. It was so worth it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the right. second time so, I've been able to use my banjo for something this weekend. Which which I think brings the grand total to two times you've ever <laughs> been actually able to use your banjo. Uh, my parents would be proud of me. They bought it for me when I lived in Arkansas because they thought it would be funny. They're like, <laughs> Arkansas, you should have a banjo. Look, I, I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy you have a banjo, Brandon. Thanks, Travis. Uh, so, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to fire up this, uh, this show real quick. Uh, in case you missed it the last two times we talked about it, we're going to be reviewing the pilot episode, season one, episode one, Rick and Morty. Season and, one, uh, episode yeah, so, one. So let's let's do a countdown. Five, and then, uh, four, three. Oh, whenever it what, starts. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, if you start the show 
uh, when we start the show, then hopefully this will make sense and you can uh, watch the show along with us. That's right. So here we go. Ready? In five, four, three, two, one, play. Okay. All right. All right. It's, it hasn't and now started it's taking yet. time to load. All right. <laughs> uh, it's starting up. So it's starting. Uh, so you got you got Rick uh, dropping into Morty's bedroom. And my favorite thing about this is that uh, there's zero introduction into the characters. Like it's just immediately they're that's that's super drunk Rick yeah. and Morty. Like we don't know the relationship. Like we don't know anything. Well, you, you, the thing I find interesting is this is one of the rare times where we see Morty in not blue pants. He's actually <laughs> he's actually wearing he's just not, his boxer shorts. Yes, he has no pants on whatsoever. <laughs> uh, which, which is good. You know, you you're right about the whole like just jumping right into it, the the thick of things. And I think you know a lot of people like the fir- the first time they see the pilot. I think we've talked about this before on the show. The first time they see the pilot, they're like, uh, "There's lots of erpings," and and I think maybe that's that's part of maybe why folks don't get into it on the first episode, right? Where they're just like, uh, "I don't know about this." Yeah, I, don't, I I've rewatched the pilot several times, and I I don't know if I feel like it's the best introduction to yeah, the show, right? Um, and I think you appreciate it more once you the characters are a little bit more established and you know who they are in their relationships and if you go back and watch the pilot i think it it kind of adds more to it once you kind of know really what the relationship is yeah so there right now uh rick just has so many empty bottles of of some kind of alcohol right and have we, arguably the drunkest he's ever been on the show yes. right off the top <laughs> have have we ever, have we ever established what rick likes to drink because he has just so many XX bottles in a spaceship, but I, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, internet theories about that. Oh, really? uh, As we roll through the title sequence, some people think like uh, his flask actually contains like mega seed juice, and that the power of his intelligence is actually fueled by mega seeds. And um, but I think it's just booze. I uh, think he just, <laughs> I think he just likes, and he probably likes well, like well drinks. He's he's not picky. He's just yeah. I'll take the XXX brand yeah. of whatever's gonna get me hammered. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I can see that. Or maybe some maybe some O'Douls. He's definitely not drinking non-alcoholic. <laughs> I I'm sure that's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So here we go. We we're meeting the family for the first time. They're all around the uh the breakfast table. Morty is tired AF. Yeah, tired. <laughs> Uh, we don't we don't always see them sitting down and eating dinner or breakfast or any kind of meal. Uh, I don't know no, a couple there's, times, there's, a couple times I guess there, it's, it's established quite a bit in the uh, in the in the brain parasites episode. Yeah, uh, you have the the random uncle who's there at breakfast. Uh, even season three, episode one, you you get uh, the original C one thirty seven family like eating their their wild boar stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever it is that they're eating, right? Um, <clears throat> around around the table. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's there. Like it's uh, it ha- There's, <laughs> oh, what's the episode uh, where they're eat- where Rick's talking about how he loves fluffy discs of cake uh, covered in syrup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. What is it? What's he, what's he talking about, Travis? Now what's he talking about? <clears throat> uh, so so Rick is uh, 
a little against the American education system. That's he's, right. He's, he's got some criticisms about uh, the, the school system. Two you're, plus two equals four. You know, got to ask to use the bathroom. Yeah. You're, these, you're, a, you're, a, of things. you're a public school man, right? Uh, yes, I, I grew up in public school. That is correct. <laughs> uh, I did not have I did not have a wacky grandpa that was providing my education. I mean, occasionally, yeah, certain summers I did, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't purely educated by my crazy uh, scientific grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, uh, no, okay. Now they're in, they're in school. They're in school now. Morty really wants Jessica. And- so, real quick, can we talk about the fact that that the the teacher is. Is being like, all right, it's time for math. What's two plus two? And everybody's like, four. And they're doing exactly what Rick was ranting about at the table. <laughs> like, exactly. It took me probably two or three episodes or, or times of watching this. That's but a, I've never yeah, actually that, noticed that. Yeah, I, I love that little bit. Uh, <laughs> little bits. Little bits. Uh, so, yeah, and now and now Morty is fantasizing about Jessica. Yeah, her, her little uh, bits. And, and a whole whole lot of numbers you you know this is like this is a nightmare for me because a lot of numbers they give me like i get like anxiety with, <laughs> with math uh uh yeah i don't know i i almost wonder if so quickly jumping into this part of the show um this is really like the third scene almost yeah and uh i almost wonder if that's like off-putting to people if they're just like just like there's there's absolutely no relationship between him and Jessica. He's just immediately like yeah. grabbing it, grabbing at the, the, her little Mortys. Uh, but yeah. but I love the transition of the teacher afterwards. <laughs> in a in a lot of ways, this the pilot is a pilot, and it has a lot of piloty aspects to it that you think of like okay, let's get as much information about the characters and the show as we can real quick, right? We're, like we're introduced to this bully, and so, so immediately you're like. Oh, okay. Now there's his antagonist. Yeah, but it, this is this is the guy that throughout the show is gonna he's really gonna cause some trouble for <laughs> for Morty, and he's gonna it's gonna be the real evil here. Yeah, but it, and it throws that trope on its head or freezes that <laughs> trope, uh, and 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 slams it real quick. Same thing with like the the Jessica thing, right? Where it's like, okay, that we're gonna talk like this. Who he's gonna fantasize throughout the entire series? And 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 he does, he does. Jessica like whatever the to plot like, is convenient. Yeah, I think there's probably maybe four or five episodes that really have anything to do with Jessica at all. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I didn't I do an actual love count. Morty, and I hope that Morty loves me. I <laughs> like to wrap my arms around him and feel him inside me. Okay, Saint Equus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've got. We're learning about Beth's job. As an equine surgeon, uh, yeah. she's a horse surgeon. <laughs> um, she's almost she's almost like a real surgeon. Yeah, uh, we're introduced right away that Jerry is kind of an insecure. Clearly, clearly, he's insecure that he's interrupting horse surgery. Um, but we also see that he really doesn't respect Beth or her job in this yeah like he's just like uh i figure you can go to lunch just because you know it's just horse surgery what's the big deal yeah i i think i you know what i think is interesting is you know they're introducing all these kind of like these concepts right with uh with jerry and then his primary 
conflict with Rick. And we never see like the retirement home thing again or why that would, especially based off what we know now after two seasons, how that would ever have been a thing <laughs> to get Rick into a, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting because you think about just the the fact that Rick stays with the family. I don't I don't think Rick is incapable of getting his own place, and it's not because he's he's needing, you know, some sort of assisted care from his family. It's really his way of connecting with them and and kind of bonding with them. I yeah. feel like like being a part of their lives. I I don't feel like there's any any real need for Rick to live with the family other than that. Maybe, maybe to be around his Morty shield, but, <laughs> uh, sorry, got, got distracted by, <laughs> by the alien chasing after Rick and Morty. We gotta yeah. go. We gotta yeah. go run. I've never seen that thing before in my life. Uh, we are in a commercial break. Uh, uh like we're not commercialing to you guys. We are actually watching this. On Adult Swim. Yeah, on Adult Swim, so they're they're running ads. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk about this ad real quick. It's it's a rock. He's talking about music, the music of resistance, the music of inspiration, the music uh, of you purpose. You have a totally different commercial than me. Oh, I have really? a Slim Jim commercial with two <laughs> motorcycle cops. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's the same commercial. That's <laughs> the Rock presents uh, Slim Jim music. Yeah, okay. and now and now I have. Uh, a CNN commercial oh. about 9-11. Nice. So, oh, and it's The Rock. It's The Rock. Oh, oh. gosh. Okay, now I've got your commercial. You let this me know. Is, this is my one. You know, let me know when you're done with your commercial because Rick and Morty is back up on my screen. So, oh, uh, I I had to watch two commercials. Maybe maybe you pay a bit more for your internets <laughs> than I do. Yeah, maybe. Just let, me, just let me know. Just let me know when it starts up, and I will tell you that I appreciate you, the listener, listening to us. All right. Okay, here We're it is. Back. Okay. On one of the craziest planets I think in the history of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like this is this is easily the weirdest stuff is on this planet. Can the, can I don't is is there a weirder one? Um I don't know if there are, but I I just want to say that all the the aliens on this this planet uh, I think I read or listened in the actual commentary that they wanted to make as many phallic-shaped items as they could. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mission accomplished. How many how many phall- phallic shapes and testicles can we get into <laughs> a pilot episode? Yep, those those mega seed trees have like sacks on them, like yeah. at the base. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god! I all right. Should we? Go ahead. I I just want to say the the gravity shoes aspect of it. One of the, <laughs> I, I laughed so hard when I saw that for the first time. <laughs> you gotta turn them on, Morty. Like, why would he not tell him that right off the bat? Yeah, I um, where did I? I don't know if I read this or or heard it, but the 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 joke about like testing out inventions on Morty and, and like not telling him about a lot of the, these types of things. Um, just the the creators had a conversation about like should we should we keep doing that? There's only I think they did it in a um, the snowball episode as well with the just testing the 
the inception machines on them right oh yeah right yeah uh yeah i mean i i like that aspect but um i don't don't feel like it should be a a crux for the show like something that they is crux crutch crux horcrux uh rick and morty vagina no relation uh what do you get about the no relation thing is that i mean is it just obscurity or <laughs> like maybe he's is he referring to another principal vagina <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> like does I, he I, I never fully got that but does... he says it every time he introduces himself <laughs> unless it's just he's saying he has no relation to an actual vagina maybe I, I like to think that he has like there's somebody in like a county next door also named principal vagina or the person's name is principal vagina. <laughs> and so he's, but, in, but he's not related to them. He right. wants to get that out of the way up front. He's like, my title is principal and my last name is vagina. No relation to Mr. Principal vagina. <laughs> yes. Uh, quick cut here. We we've got, we've got Morty uh, just writhing in pain as, as both of his legs are severely broken and, and, and back comes Rick out of a portal uh, to fix his legs almost instantaneously. Uh, he's not gone that long. He's not. That was really quick, yeah. Is, but, it, is there a little bit of time travel there? Uh, that's the thing. Cause, cause look at that sack. Can I just tell you, look at that sack. It's a hairy, clearly it's it's a ball sack. Like a shorn ball sack. <laughs> I'd, so so, he, so Rick's, Rick's explaining... Uh, <laughs> the the dimension that he visited and he talks about how much time he was there so so this is like our first bit of time travel in the show uh what what are your thoughts on time travel within the show and just like they they don't they don't get into too much of it those trees it, those trees are so veiny dude <laughs> i'm telling you like, look at that. Look, it's a throbbing stop vein. At, stop looking at the throbbing <laughs> veiny trees. And talk to me about time travel. I can't travel help it. Uh, the time travel, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be a part of Rick and Morty eventually, especially when it comes to my game that I'm developing <laughs> with, with Ubisoft. <laughs> check, no, no. check out last week's podcast for more on that. Uh, it, it's the same, same reason I think Futurama avoided time travel for so long is it just it opens up so many other possibilities and you know plot holes and uh, um you know, whatever the the paradoxes right grandfather paradoxes and what what have you so i i think i think they're smart to avoid it as as much as they can I i'm all... with you there's there's been some episode there's obviously a box in in rick's garage that says like time travel stuff or whatever <laughs> uh but i I'm, I'm kind of hoping the show doesn't end with with rick traveling back in time to the beginning of the show that's the one thing I hope that they avoid. If they if they want to get in time travel, by all means, but don't like just just don't just loop the show that way. Yeah. So so Justin Roiland, Dan Harmon, if you're listening, you're, you're try here. to try to avoid that bit. <laughs> nice call back to the beginning, the the memorial for our bully friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The thing about time travel again, paradoxes, but I think they can do it in intelligently in the show uh just like just like futurama did where they just they couldn't go back in time they can only go forward in time and it just repeats mm. yeah that, <laughs> uh here's here's uncomfortable that, morty <clears throat> clearly is that a dalek it looks like a large dalek from doctor who 
so this uh, intergalactic customs actually has a ton of like uh, nods and Easter eggs in that really wide shot where they have all the like just gray figures yeah. down on the floor. Um, there's actually a bunch of of nods to other characters in there. I can't I can't name them all offhand, especially seeing as the scene is past. Uh, but there's definitely I think like the the guy with the yellow face is a reference to uh, like, like Star, Star Trek. Wars next. Gen- or Star Trek, Star uh, Star Wars, the next Star generation. Wars. Star Wars, the next generation with Captain uh. Kirk. <laughs> uh, and these and these are our first uh, introduction to some Gromflamites. I think uh, I think uh, they're called Ferengis. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. No, they, these are Gromflamites. <laughs> uh, the our first introduction. Yeah, um, I the the next part that I cracked up so much. With, is the bureaucrats? <laughs> I don't respect them. <laughs> it's such an exciting chase. This pilot has everything. It's got. Oh, there's chasings. there's another uh, there's another Easter egg to a Total Recall. I think back back there, that guy in the yeah. background. Yeah, the original Total Recall, not the one with Colin Farrell. Yeah, you know who the, we don't who we don't respect. We we don't. He's, re- a, he's a bureaucrat. I do like him in a Minority Report, though. Which, I mean, this is a bit of trivia for you, Travis. I'm sure I've told you before. Minority Report was actually originally a sequel to Total Recall. I I did not know that. Yeah. It, originally, Minority Report was a sequel to Total Recall. There you go. And for the fans out there, Minority Report fans, just take that, <laughs> live it. Uh, I, they're not robots, clearly. I like that Rick Light. <laughs> So here, here's the thing. Uh, I didn't notice it until right now, but it's a blue portal. Where does a oh. blue, where does a blue portal go? Maybe maybe only if they're uh, like officially government sanctioned portals. Yeah, or maybe it's like, maybe. It's like it's a way a waypoint. So it it switches to green after it gets it activated. Maybe blue is just like when it's just waiting yeah. or something. Or maybe it's uh, like a toilet. So so here's here's a here's a question <laughs> uh-huh. for you. Yeah. Uh they have that portal there. They can clearly do interdimensional travel through customs. Uh why are the Gromflamites trying to interrogate Rick in season three, episode one, about how he came up with the portal gun technology? Well, I, it has something to do with the blue. Maybe maybe the blue portals is more like a either like a Stargate thing or a mass effect thing where you have to build these relays all over the place in order to travel between two points. Uh, whereas Rick's portal technology is just wherever he wants to go. It doesn't need to have a pre-existing like beacon or whatever in that distant location. It's possible. Yeah. I'm that, or it's just an oversight. <laughs> One of the two. Or it just That's... looked cool as a blue portal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the tow truck or the uh, the U-Haul here. That's called U-Tow. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and there's a picture of a big tow saying "I tow." Uh, I, I just a little Easter egg there that I love. Uh, we are setting up here the uh, epic scene, the the monologue that so many have committed to memory and had <laughs> tattooed on their lower danglers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For for our anniversary, did I did I say this on the show before? My my wife Chelsea, she got she got me a card, and then in the card she changed everything that said Rick and Morty to Brandon and Chelsea. She's like, it's it's you and me, 
Brandon Chelsea, hundred years. Hundred years. Brandonchelsea.com. <laughs> and we're divorced now, so. Oh, it was good while it lasted. Yeah, it was nine, nine seasons. She just she just couldn't live without that Szechuan sauce. <laughs> Morty is so smart, so smart, and also severely like reverse cross-eyed. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how I don't know how people do that in real life. How like I can I can get to like one where I look at my nose and then go cross-eyed. But when like somebody like moves one eye into independent of the other, that it creeps me out. Uh, yeah, I can do that now. I didn't realize I was doing it for a long time. I thought I was just crossing my eyes, and then someone's like, "Why do you only move one of them?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> apparently I'm lazy huh. on one side, or I've just been crossing my eyes way too long." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there it is. Time travel stuff right up on the shelf. There it is. And uh, once again, Rick saves the day by tricking jerry into thinking morty is smart and getting exactly what he wanted out of the whole situation yeah and and they they just want they don't want Morty to do all his his schoolwork and uh tell him you know trying trying to have him be responsible and beth and jerry are are nice and happy and they'll never be happy again based off of all the episodes we've watched and they're about to do it i think yes I think yeah. with, 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 with the arm punch, like, sure, <laughs> let's, let's go. What? Okay. So the, the infamous monologue is coming up here in a, in a half a second. Maybe it started for you already. It hasn't started for me yet. It's coming up and all right, here it goes. Do you think, do you think that like part of it was like, yeah, you know what? Let's not animate anymore. Let's just let we don't have any more content. The episode's done. Let's just let's just d- draw this out for another like two minutes. <clears throat> well, like, I I think I think this is one of the best examples within the pilot of 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 Rick breaking the fourth wall, and uh, which has become a staple of of his character. Um, but the fact that he's he's sort of giving this exposition like you and me, we're gonna go on lots of adventures and we're gonna do this and you know, a hundred years and, you know, we'll have a website and we'll, we'll have, you know, and this like being that it's a pilot and being, if like, they're making this and not knowing if the show is even going to get picked up or things like that. Like, I just, I love that. They're just like, this is how we're going to end this epic, epic ending. Yeah. And, and, and he's just, just monologuing to a guy that, that is like just dying on the ground. <laughs> and, uh, but it's sort of like this, like, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep going on adventures. We're going to keep doing the same sorts of things. And uh, and it's going to be a great show. It's going to be great. And, <laughs> and, and Adult Swim bought it. And they were like, yeah, we think it's going to be a great show, too. And, uh, yeah, so there it is. There it is. Uh, the pilot episode. The pilot episode. My the, the best thing about that is that Justin Roiland sat in front of a microphone for – for three minutes, just going, just to record the Morty side of it. Um, yeah, I, I think so. So, final thoughts on on this episode. Um, I think that the uh, adventure that they go on is a little surface level. Um, there's not a whole. I mean, they're going to get mega seeds. We don't know why they need mega seeds. So it's just like, hey, I'm taking my grandson to go get these seeds. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, you have the chase scene and them going through customs and things like that. But it's like really, it's a really basic thing. And I think some of the uh, adventures to come uh, are a lot better in sort of the storytelling and the things that they experience and, and, the, and the interactions between different characters and other aliens and things like that. So I think that's maybe why those episodes are a little bit stronger than this one. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is also so rushed where we're just, we're just meeting a surface level version of all of the other characters in the family. We, we barely get to know summer at all. Um, summer really feels like a different character in this episode to me where she's a little bit more boy crazy and, and a little less, uh, self self sufficient, like, like she is, uh, as, as she develops throughout the series. So, um, yeah, I, I think that for those reasons, it's not, you know, my favorite episode. Um, yeah. and, and why it's one of those things where it's like, okay, let's get through it and then keep pressing so we can get to some of the, some of the better stuff. Yeah. And I think Rick is also much more manic in this episode than he, he ends up being throughout the series. Yeah. You have that one, that one shot where he like goes dead in his eyes and like the drool is like coming <laughs> out. Like, yeah. Um, you, I don't think he ever does that again, uh, in the show. I think he, or if he, like I don't, I just don't see him kind of like spacing out completely like that. Yeah. Um. He he seems a little bit more together, um, throughout the rest of the series. That is that is very true. Uh. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening to us listen and watch a show. Uh. I, we don't know how it turned out, honestly, because <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were so distracted by a show. It's the first time we've ever done that. Holy crap! I I don't know how it's going to turn out. So do us a favor, please. Let us, us a solid. We need your feedback. <laughs> let let us let us know what you thought of that. Right, S- shoot us uh, on our Twitter at again at Rick and Morty Pod or on our Gmail Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail dot com. Hit us up over on the on our actual website apotheticsenthusiasm dot com. Blah, 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 blah. Just yeah, let, the, let us the, know. Uh, the subreddit is a great place for an ongoing conversation. We'll have a link to this episode, and if you put in the comments what you thought, uh, we can continue to kind of have the conversation there. Uh, so lots, lots of ways, lots yeah. of ways. Tell, tell us uh, how to we improve. Want to know what you think? If you want us to do it again, if you thought it was horrible and we should never try that, uh, <laughs> let us know. We we would definitely appreciate it because we might feel that way as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is our show. And until next week, I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.